The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. It's gift guide season, and today we're talking to Skidmore Prize winner and executive director of Kindness Farm, Lou Lay. To donate to this and many other wonderful nonprofits in this year's gift guide, go to giveguide.org. This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm Phil Bussey. I'm joined by Lou Lay, who is founder and executive director of The Kindness Farm and a current Skidmore Prize winner as part of the Willamette Weeks Give Guide. How are you doing? I'm good, Phil. How are you? Good. Good. So so that let's. I want to start. We're going to talk about Kindness Farm, which um, I, is it okay to call it your COVID project? I don't know if I would call it my COVID project. I guess by uh, uh, observation, it would appear so. <laughs> but it's definitely, uh, I feel, something that's been a long time in the making and uh, something that uh, I've been really passionate about for, for a very long time. It just happened that it coincided with COVID. That That's when I was able to really start it. So I'm going to, we'll do a little bit of the what it is, and then let's talk about the how it came about. So you have uh, secured um, one and a quarter acre of land, yes. um, Ple- Pleasant Valley. And can you describe both where Pleasant Valley is and, and um, what would we see as we came up to your farm? So Pleasant Valley is in Southeast Portland. The farm is off of uh, 122nd and Foster Road in Southeast. And it's in the neighborhood behind Leach Botanical Gardens. It's actually a uh, private property that is 2.6 acres. And the wonderful people who live in that house uh, have generously agreed to donate an acre and a quarter of their land to the farm. So when you uh, walk up to it, it looks like a house and the farm is actually in the back of the property. And it's it's a little bit uh, misleading because you can't really see how big it is. But once you walk back, you are greeted with uh, this vast, beautiful land. And and you're doing a lot on uh, an acre and a quarter. Um, I want to just just I'm really curious about did you know uh, the the people who owned the land before, or how did this come about? Uh, when I got the idea to start the farm, I connected with a friend of mine who runs another nonprofit here in Portland called Outgrowing Hunger. And I basically told him about my vision and my mission, and I told him I was searching for land, and uh, he was able to connect me uh, with these people who uh, had this land that just happened to be available right at the same time that I started the farm. Um, and were that were they just like sure, no problem, or did it take some convincing, or how did, can, do you remember how that com- first conversation went? 
yeah so we we all went and we met each other and we toured the land together uh, there was another nonprofit there previously and uh there there were already a couple really amazing structures on the property that robert the property manager who also lives there uh, had built uh, like a high tunnel uh, where you can grow uh, different crops in the winter, for example. And there's a greenhouse. Um, there's a couple of goats that live there. Uh, a lot of the things were already in place to enable us to just come in and uh, get started. Uh, and they were very welcoming. They were very uh, generous and excited for us to, to bring this mission to life on their land. That's, that's, that's awesome. So I, I want to um, tell me what the mission is then. I mean, I, or, or tell, our, tell our listeners what the mission is in your own words. So the, the dream for the farm was really to first off create a really beautiful community space where people can come together and support their community by uh, growing food for their community. So everything that we grow, we don't sell anything. Everything gets donated to our houseless and low-income neighbors via my nonprofit partners who are organizations that do food security work here in Portland. Um, and having that uh, place where people can come together to not only work towards something really important in their community like food insecurity, but also uh, heal themselves and work with the land and reconnect to where food comes from and uh, reconnect with the cycles of nature and the cycles of their own selves. Uh, and that's that's been really visible at the farm uh, just to see the therapeutic benefit every single person who comes get, gets from uh, just being there and working with their hands and uh, planting or creating beds, wood chipping, whatever it is. Um, th that's been a, a major feedback that we've received over this time. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess I didn't know that that aspect of it. I, um, and let's, I want to talk about the distribution then in a second. But um, so who, who's working there? And, and talk to me a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so everyone who currently comes to the farm is a volunteer. Uh, since January 1st of 2021, which is when we got this land, it's been entirely cultivated by volunteers. Uh, we're at over, well over now, 2000 volunteer hours for this year. And there's many people who come regularly every week, who volunteer every week um, and really get fulfilled by it. And uh, I think for me, one of the biggest things when people come to volunteer is I, want people to give only as long as they feel like they're also receiving and the moment that stops and it starts feeling like it's taking from them I want them to stop and I want them to leave and do something else uh, and I think that's really the best way uh, to nourish everybody is, is a type of giving that's very nurturing and and um, is there a type of person who's coming? Is it young, old, um, uh, you know, new to farming or, I mean, or is it, is it just, or is it just a mixed bag? What, who's, who's showing up and how are they finding out? 
You know, it's been a really uh, beautiful thing in terms of the the age range. We've had schools come, so we've had kids, very young kids, or I think the youngest was like a two-year-old, but um, older than that, you know, kids who are four, five, six, seven, uh, teenagers, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s. We have seniors who come and volunteer every week. Uh, so... It's, it's been really cool to see all these different uh, groups and different kinds of people, different ages of people all just coming together. Uh, some of them were already into gardening. Others have never done it, but just want to get involved in their community. Uh, and there's really, it's also a great way to learn, you know, also to learn how to grow your own food. Um, so yeah, it's it's really a broad range. So what what are you what are you growing at the farm? Over this past season, we've grown every pretty much every vegetable. <laughs> One of the tenets of the farm is uh, biodiversity. So we're also a regenerative farm. So that means that everything that we grow is done so in a sustainable way that's really in harmony with nature and uh, people and the overall ecosystem and leaves the land better than we found it. Uh, one of the main principles of that is biodiversity. So that basically means that um, I try to grow as many different kinds of vegetables and flowers and uh, things as possible to create the strongest ecosystem possible that is the most resistant to pests and is also the most abundant. Um, so we've had, you know, a lot of greens, a lot of uh, kale and chard and collards, carrots, uh, Brussels sprouts, potatoes, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, um, bok choy, spinach, just really a huge, um, many thousands of pounds of really fresh delicious vegetables that have been distributed in our community. Um, I want to go off script for a second here and talk about bees and pollination. Um, I tried to uh, grow pumpkins in my front yard this this year. I wanted to grow them for my son and then for all the neighborhood kids. And, and I had terrible luck. I mean, partly it was a really hot summer, but they weren't getting pollinated. Are mm. you... <laughs> I don't know if I'm looking for advice or just commiseration or a question about how are how is pollination going? I mean, is is the bee population has it been an issue for you all, or is is are things working out? Uh, for us, we have a quite a lot of bees. Uh, the thing I could think of in your situation is maybe if you don't have too many other things around in your yard that that are drawing bees um so they're not already a pretty nice population where you are uh, with with squash or pumpkin there's a male flower and a female flower and they both have to open at the same time so there's kind of a short window for the bee to go from the male flower to the female flower uh, but you can actually also manually pollinate pumpkins so uh, <laughs> that is something else we could talk about another time yeah yeah I, I you know I, I did watch my YouTube video and I went out with my paintbrush and I tried to do some self-pollination of pumpkins but um, um, so it's amazing I mean just 
the farm alone, the people working there, uh, there's so much going on right there, but that's only part of the equation. And tell, tell, tell me what you're doing. So what, what happens with the food that's grown then? So every week we uh, alternate our harvests between a different nonprofit partner. So they come and they pick up the produce that day right after we harvest it. And then they either prepare it as meals then get distributed to uh, houses camps or um, if there's shelters in the shelters or they're made into produce boxes for uh, low-income individuals that also then get distributed for free. So all this produce is making its way, uh, you know, right to people who need it, who uh, something else my nonprofit partners have told me many times is that it's very easy for them to have access to foods that are more cheap and processed. Uh, but to have really high quality, nutritious uh, produce is a lot more difficult to uh, acquire. So having this consistent source of this really amazing, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to describe the produce we grow because it really does feel like it's glowing uh in in a lot of ways it's it's just so vibrant and so full of life not just because of the sustainable way in which it's grown but also because of the amount of people and hands that are putting love into the soil into like each and every single plant that's being grown uh so yeah it really does make a big difference and 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 i saw and uh, the number I saw was 5,000 free meals and produce boxes uh, for houseless Portlanders uh, that, that you've, that, that, that the Kindness Farm has uh, distributed just in this past year. Does that sound about right? Yeah, so it's, it's actually over 5,000. I, I haven't added it up in the last month because I've been very busy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, our produce has been in either produce boxes or as part of that many uh, meals, which is is a really big difference. And I always say this, I do really believe that um, eating something that's super fresh really can change your life uh, in an unconscious way. Um, so, I think it's a really beautiful thing that so many people can take part in that. Lule is the founder and executive director of the Kindness Farm and also the one of the four winners of the Skidmore Prize, uh, which is given out to uh, under 35 year old uh, exemplary uh, leaders of Portland nonprofits as part of Willamette Week's Give Guide. We're going to take a quick song break and we'll be right back. To my love, took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? 
child within my heart rise above Can I sail through the changing ocean tides Can I handle the seasons of my This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on, F- on X-Ray FM. I'm Phil Bussey. I'm joined with one of the winners of the Skidmore Prize winner from Willamette Week's Give Guide. Lou Lay is the founder and executive director of the Kindness Farm. I want to, we have a few more minutes to talk and I want to, I want to talk about the Skidmore Prize. Um, how did you find out? How did you find out you were one of the winners? So uh, one of my uh, regular volunteers at the farm, uh, Jake, nominated me for the prize, and I actually hadn't known about it before. And after he nominated me, I submitted the application, uh, and then they reached out and said I was one of the nine finalists. And then we had the interview uh, with their panel, and after that, they emailed me and told me I was one of the winners um, to my great joy. Yeah, what is what is it what does it mean to you? I mean, it's it's been, you know, uh, a, a year ago, you were just um, getting the permission and the, the agreement for the for the land. And 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 this is, you know, this is a, a spotlight for sure. What is what does that mean to you? Uh, honestly, it, it really has meant a lot to me. Uh, I've worked really, really hard over the past year to 
to make this happen um, and to really do everything I can to grow it uh, efficiently and uh, to really make the biggest difference that I can. Um, and it, it touches my heart. It feels, it feels very warm to be uh, recognized in that way uh, by, by, my, by this community that I am trying to uh, contribute to. So it, it really does mean a lot to me. What, what does next year look like for you? Next year, gosh, next year. So we're taking a little break for winter starting December 1st. And in this, this, the rest of this month, we're going all out and working really, really hard to get everything in place for next year, at least as much as possible. So I think, um, we'll have actually a lot more growing area next year because, you know, the land has, as we've been cultivating it, we obviously could not do it all at once. So it, it's happening in stages. So our growing area next year will be double of what it was this year. So we'll be feeding way more people, I imagine. Um, also just a lot of planning right now for next year. Uh, there's also a neighboring land parcel I'm eyeing <laughs> to expand the farm further potentially. Uh, and yeah, just more partnerships in the community, uh, basically scaling things up more, yeah. Last couple of questions. What, what does food insecurity mean to you? I mean, can, can, you, can you give a definition that, a working definition? I think my working definition would be food insecurity would be a situation in which someone is unable to access not just food, but the kind of food that is required uh, for them to be self-sustaining in some way, to be their best self in, in some way. Um, and I think that's really a right that everyone should have, especially as food is something that like the earth provides for us, you know, it grows from the soil and um, it's so connected in who we are as, as humans. Uh, I think it's so important for everybody to have access to growing food, to eating food that's not processed, that's really just coming out of the soil um yeah i think that's invaluable for everyone to have and 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 you've obviously done quite a bit in this last year and created opportunities for other people to do quite a bit uh to to uh counter or work against food insecurity what any recommendations for just uh for myself or for for you know ordinary uh, Portlander walking around, what, what can, what can they do about food insecurity or to help out? Yeah. So the, the beautiful thing in Portland is that there are, uh, really amazing organizations working to combat food insecurity and to help our community. I think one of the most valuable things that somebody can do both for their own selves and uh, for their community is volunteering uh, and dedicating at least some of their time uh, to helping those organizations uh, 
in whatever way they can. Uh, I think people also can grow, you know, if donate from their own gardens, uh, donate vegetables or some of what they grow to, to the community. Uh, and of course, you know, they can always donate uh, as well. Lule, thank you so much. Congratulations on the Skidmore Prize. Uh, and and um, so impressive. Uh, Lule is founder and executive director of the Kindness Farm. Um, thanks for taking the time and thanks for all the, thanks for everything that you've done. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.